0: Hello and welcome to the Roto World Baseball Podcast. In this episode, we'll check in on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim with Maria Guardado, the new Angels beat writer for mlb.com. Um, we discussed Houston Street's latest injury and, and what that means for the back end of the Angels bullpen. We talked about Mike Trout's aggressiveness on the base paths. Uh, We got health updates on guys like Albert Pujols and Garrett Richards and Tyler Skaggs. If you like what you hear today um, and you want to find more of these episodes, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. If you rate and review us, it's a big help. It helps other people find the show. You can also find all these episodes on Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, and, of course, the Roto-World website where we always post them. Um, we're doing all 30 teams as, as a run-up to opening day. We only have a handful left, so find all our old episodes and, and get up to date as the 2017 regular season approaches. Enjoy this team check-in with Maria Guardado of MLB.com. Thanks for joining the podcast, Maria. Um, the Angels posted just 74 wins in 2016, their lowest win total since 1999. The pitching deserves much of the blame for that after posting a combined four point two eight ERA, but the offense underwhelmed as well. Uh, this team has gone from ninety-eight wins in an ALDS appearance in two thousand fourteen to eighty five wins in a postseason list twenty fifteen to the to the disaster that was last year. When you have a big payroll and a guy in Mike Trout who may go down as the greatest baseball player of all time, that organizational slide is obviously glaring. Um, after this off season, a relatively quiet offseason, though, they did make some moves. Where does this team see itself leading into 2017? Is it, is it a contender? Is it kind of a rolling rebuilder? Um, where do they stand as an organization?
1: I think the Angels probably see themselves as relatively underrated and probably under the radar heading into the season. Um, they didn't make any super flashy moves over the last season, but they did make um a couple of additions to fill some holes, most notably, you know, trading for Danny Espinoza to play second, uh, adding Cameron Babin to to fill their hole in left field, and then, you know, adding a left-handed bat in Luis Valbuena uh, and bolstering their their defense behind the plate with Martin Maldonado. Um, You know, they also made, you know, a bunch of moves to kind of uh, try to bolster (laughs) their pitching depth. Uh, You know, they signed Jesse Chavez for a one-year deal, Mm -hmm. um, and he's probably going to be their fifth starter this season. Um, They also did, like, you know, a lot of other random pickups uh, to to give themselves more pitching options, uh, you know, picking up guys like Manny Venuelos and uh, Kirby Yates and like those kind of guys. So I think that you know they're they're probably if everything goes straight for you know, think they have the potential to to definitely contend there. But you know they're also operating on with very little like a very little safety net in terms of of their pitching. So you know if one of their top starters gets hurt, I think that they'll probably be in trouble and it could run and it could come back to hurt them like it did last year. So you know they're definitely not going to be the favorites in the American League West. Uh, you know I think that distinction probably goes to the Astros, Mariners. You know even the Rangers are probably going to be uh, projected to be better than them. But you know they have a chance to, to contend if, if everything goes right for them.
0: Let's talk about Mike Trout since he's obviously the big gem on this roster in terms of fantasy baseball, the clear number one pick in all drafts for yet another year. He put up 30 stolen bases in 2016 after stealing just 11 bases in 2015 and 16 stolen bases in 2014. The other counting stats have remained predictably excellent. He picked up his second MVP last year. But I think our listeners would most like to know whether he's going to be as aggressive on the base paths in 2017 as he was last year. It'll be his age age 25 campaign. He turns 26 in August, so you would think um, he could steal a lot of bases if he wanted to. He definitely has the physicality for it. But um, has there been any chatter about that particular topic in Angels camp this spring? Yeah, uh,
1: you know, Mike Travis has actually set a uh, forty stolen bases off his uh, for twenty seventeen. So go. I, like to um, I that. he's definitely going to try to run more. Um, he hasn't reached that threshold since, uh, his rookie year in two thousand twelve. So. Um, I think that, you know, it's definitely going to be something that he's going to be aiming for. I think the Angels as a whole are probably going to run more just because they have more speed now with the additions of Maven and Ben Revere and those mm-hmm. kind of guys. But, yeah, I think definitely look for, for Trout to, to be more aggressive on the base Um,
0: Fantasy baseball owners mm-hmm. are always monitoring closer situations, so we'll jump right in on that. There's an interesting thing going on at Angels camp with Houston Street suffering a grade one lat strain earlier this month during a Cactus League appearance. He's presumably going to open the 2017 season on the disabled list. Uh, do you have an update on his health status? And is it kind of just a given that Cam Bedrosian is going to step in at closer? Uh, or is Andrew Bailey in the mix here? What, what's the situation in the ninth inning as the, the regular season approaches? Yes, yeah, so he uh,
1: was a about back strain in his first outing of the spring, I think, I believe it was March 3rd. Um, and. Mm-hmm. The initial diagnosis is that he was not going to be able to throw for three to four weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like the chances of opening the season on the stable list are, are pretty high. Um, so then had initially planned on having Street, Cam Bedrosian, and uh, Andrew Bailey compete to be the closer this spring. Um, but now, with Street injured, it does look like Bedros- Bedrosian's probably the favorite just because uh, he you know they their stronger relievers. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a really... Uh, kind of a breakout year last year for them Uh, so I think that he's probably the one who's best positioned to to take that job Uh, Bailey's kind of a dark horse Uh, he's been a little bit uneven this spring but you know he's a veteran he has experience pitching the ninth so you know I I don't think you can count him out but I don't think that that competition will be determined probably until the end of the spring just because that's kind of how my social operates but um, yeah I mean I feel like at this point if I had to bet on someone it would definitely be the Trojan
0: While we're talking about health, let's get a status update on Albert Pujols, who underwent surgery for his chronic plantar fasciitis issues over the offseason. Where where does he stand right now? I I know he got off to a, you know, they they eased him into activities this spring, but I believe he's playing in in Cactus League games now?
1: Yeah, so he's uh, he's already back in Cactus League action as a PH. So he he already hit his first spring homer as well in his second game, so he looks pretty good. I think that the Angels are happy with how he's progressed from from that surgery, and he won't like admit or he won't like put a timetable on himself. But it does seem like he's going to be ready for opening day. Uh, he's definitely not ready to play the field yet, uh, but they don't really need him to play first base right now because they have you know a lot of other options. So, uh, but yeah, he should be in their opening day lineup as a DH, uh, probably cleanup hitter as well. So he's doing well, and I think that the Angels are, are pretty happy about that.
0: I, I think I, I read, I maybe I read this wrong, but was that surgery, did it, like, remove, actually remove the plantar fascia from his right foot? Is that correct? Uh, or, my
1: understanding
0: was that it was just a, to release the, the plantar fascia.
1: I don't actually know what that means. But yeah, I don't either. That's all, that's
0: my, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I've read a few different, like, terms used to describe that surgery, and I was just wondering, because it's something that has bothered him, you know, since his really prime in St. Louis and... Um, I, yeah, I, I'm wondering he's definitely... if he's if he's gonna finally be over it, you know, but probably not. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, um, the Angels signed Luis Valbuena in January to a two-year, fifteen million dollar contract with an eight eight point five million dollar mutual option for 2019. I guess to me, it looks like he projects to serve as their primary first baseman in 2017. But where does that leave CJ? crone at the outset is, is it going to be a platoon or are they kind of assuming that pools is going to need days off like wh- what's the plan at first base
1: yeah so i think that when when they just signed valbuena i think that it was partially due to some uncertainty about uh albert pavos and whether he'd be ready for to start the season um you know if he was wasn't going to be ready then it kind of came up that situation because you know they could use valbuena at first and then crone at ph and there wouldn't be much of an issue but now that it looks like pools is going to be healthy. Um, it does look like uh, Valbuena and Krohn are going to have to split time at first base. Mm-hmm. Um, he, normally it would, this would be a situation that would be kind of ripe for a platoon since Valbuena is a left-handed hitter and Krohn a right-handed hitter, mm. but Krohn actually has reverse splits, so he's actually uh, hit better against, uh, against right-handers than he has against left-handed starters, so uh, it's not really like a perfect fit in that sense. Uh, so. It, yeah, I think that Sal Buena will probably end up being the primary first baseman, but I think that Krohn should draw his, his shared starts as well, uh, especially since he's actually swung the bat very well this spring, so um, I think they'll, they'll probably end up, you know, splitting time at first, and he occasionally DH if, if Albert Pujols needs to day off or something, but I think Pujols has actually been pretty durable, uh, so, you know, I think it might, be time, it might be hard for them to squeeze in time there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Balbuena missed two weeks this spring with sore legs, so that's kind of another thing to monitor. Or mm-hmm. He might be a little bit behind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it'll, it would definitely be a situation that will play out over the year uh, in terms of playing time there. But Krohn actually also has an option left, so the Angels could theoretically uh, have him start the season at AAA to kind of clear up that corner and field ja- log jam that they have going on right now. But uh, it, it seems a little bit doubtful that that will actually happen.
0: Yeah. Um, Garrett Richards was off to a very promising start in 2016 before getting diagnosed in May with a torn ulnar ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow. That's the injury that typically leads to Tommy John surgery, but Richards opted for stem cell treatment instead and entered spring training this year with a seemingly clean bill of health. Um, where does he stand at this point in camp? Are the angels talking about putting any limitations on him this year? What's the talk around Richards?
1: Yeah, so uh, he hasn't been limited in any, in any way this spring. Um, but I think that the Angels are definitely going to be monitoring his workload and his pitch count uh, moving forward uh, as they enter the, the regular season. They've already said that he's probably going to be at like, a 100-pitch limit per start. So he's, you know, he's talked about wanting to become more efficient in order to kind of be able to get deep into games, even with that restriction. Um, but overall, he looks good. I mean, his velocity is back, which is a really encouraging sign. He's making his, uh, his next start um, today, uh, Thursday, against the Rockies. So, um, you know, this should hopefully go well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Agents are really going to need him to, to be the, you know, the ace of the staff and really set the tone for their pitching. So he's going to be really crucial to, to their success this year. Um,
0: let's also do a quick check-in on Tyler Skaggs, who showed pretty good swing-and-miss stuff over a short period of time last year his first year back from Tommy John surgery that there were some complications obviously, but, um, I know he came down with some shoulder soreness earlier this month. Is he over that now? Is there talk of limitations on his workload? What's, what's the, what's the deal with Skaggs? Yeah. So he, he missed his, uh, his second schedule of
1: spring with uh, some shoulder weakness, uh, but he actually returned to the mound, uh, yesterday, Wednesday against the giants and threw two innings and what seems to be uh over it. So I don't think that the Angels are very concerned about that. Um, but I think that he will definitely uh, face like some sort of innings limit uh, in his first his first full season back from Tommy John. So, yeah, I don't think the Angels are expecting to get 200 innings out of him mm-hmm. this year if he can not stay healthy. So uh, I think that that will definitely be something that they'll keep on monitoring as the season goes on.
0: Andrew Elton Simmons is one of those players who carries a lot of real life value because of his defense at shortstop. But we haven't seen him progress as a hitter like many thought he would, and he's barely on the fantasy radar leading into 2017 because of all the young talent that has emerged at the shortstop position over the last couple years. Uh, Simmons hit 17 home runs for the Braves back in 2013, but he finished with four home runs in both 2015 and 2016, 2016 being his first year with the Angels. Uh, Simmons now enters his age 27 season, which has proven to be a breakout year for a lot of after the hype type of prospects. I'm not asking you to make an exact prediction, but is there chatter at all about this possibly being a a big offensive year for Simmons? I'm sure there's hope, but is there anything to, to indicate that that might happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I think he's still probably developing as a hitter. I mean, he did set career high in his uh, batting average and on-base percentage last year, so I think that that was probably encouraging for the Angels to see, uh, even though he hasn't really displayed the, the power that he did uh, that season that he was with the Braves. But um, I think he still has potential to grow. Um, you know, obviously he's probably always going to be known more for his work on on the defensive end than, than on the offensive end. But I think that if he can take another step forward and, you know, continue to – to be more of a threat at the plate that, you know, the Angels would, I would definitely help the Angels kind
0: of really lengthen their lineup. Um, We usually wrap up these chats by uh, talking about players in the farm system who who might make, you know, an impact in 2017, not necessarily for fantasy purposes, but just names to watch. I'm not that familiar with the Angels system. Um, Are there any guys – that that people should be paying attention to. Any anyone who is really impressed in camp this year.
1: Yeah. So um, Alex Meyer is a guy who the Angels acquired last year in the trade for with the Twins for Hector Santiago, and he's one of the contenders for the fifth spot in the rotation. Um, yeah, he's had kind of command issues throughout his career, uh, but if he can really put it together, he could be a guy who could end up in the rotation this year, especially if there's any injuries or ineffectiveness or anything like that. Um, Nate Smith is a young left-hander, another guy who could also, uh, you know, seem uh, slated to to potentially see time in the rotation, um, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, And another guy to watch would probably be right-hander Keenan Middleton. He's a reliever. Uh, He reportedly – his fastball was reportedly clocked up to 102 miles uh, last season in in the minors. So he'll probably end up being a factor in their bullpen uh, this summer – you know, he's kind of like their their top relief prospect. So, and their bullpen is a little leaky looking right now. So, you know, it seems likely that he'll probably get a, a call up uh, sometime this year. So, those are a few
0: names to watch. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. Uh, you want to tell our listeners where they can track your work this spring and then throughout the summer?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, you know, you can follow my work at angels.com or follow me on Twitter at mi underscore
0: I want to thank Maria again for joining us on the podcast. Uh, we're down the home stretch with these team check in episodes. Only have a, a couple left, really, uh, before the 2017 regular season gets underway. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate, review, all of that on iTunes. It, it helps get the word out about the show. You can also find these episodes on Stitcher, Audio Boom, the Google Play Store, and of course, the RotoWorld website. Follow me on Twitter at Drew Silve. that's D-R-E-W-S-I-L-V. And as a reminder, my, my co-host DJ Short and I have begun our weekly edition podcast where we break down the latest headlines and, around the baseball world and, and how they relate to you know the fantasy world. Um, DJ and, and our colleague Ryan Boyer also broke down a, a Yahoo Friends and Family League draft, um, which, you know, it's a good way to find sleepers and and get, get a read on what, what industry experts are, are thinking about certain players as we enter big-time draft season. Thanks again for listening to the Roto-World Baseball Podcast.